if you are going to build your own business, if you're going to also have it as a side hustle, you better love it because you are exhausted by the end of a day. And if, if this isn't something that energizes you, it is going to drain you. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our 9 to 5. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research, so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I speak with Madeline Mann, who is a human resources leader and career strategist. Known for her rapid-fire career advice videos on her channel, Self-Made Millennial, which has amassed hundreds of thousands of followers across platforms. Madeline transformed her experience as an HR and recruiting leader into advice on how to empower ambitious professionals to fast-track their careers. Madeline's work has been featured on Business Insider, Newsweek, and more. Man has also been named a top 50 person to follow on LinkedIn and a top 10 YouTube channel for job seekers. So listen on to find out how Madeline has been able to help thousands land remote jobs. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited for today's guest, Madeline. Hey, Madeline, how are you? Hi, Debbie. Great to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to speak with you because you have so many valuable content that I want to talk about. But before we get to that, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Absolutely. So I am a human resources professional who was in her job. I was leading uh, HR at a tech company, and I noticed that you know I was on the front lines of reading resumes. I was in the back room discussing who was going to get the promotion, and I realized that all of this information, all of these conversations, I thought if only professionals knew what I was hearing that they would make much different decisions in their career and they'd be able to propel themselves a much much faster in the direction that they want. And so I started helping people individually and giving unprompted feedback to people who applied to jobs, which ended up going terribly. It turns out people don't actually like unprompted feedback. And I, so I started building content and I started on YouTube and building up my channel, Self-Made Millennial. From there, I went to LinkedIn and TikTok and really building my own website and building my own brand. And ultimately it's turned into this Self-Made Millennial brand where I provide courses and um, coaching and help to thousands and thousands of job seekers with an audience of hundreds of thousands of people. The content that you are creating is 
definitely pertaining to all of us, but especially right now during COVID when people are losing jobs, they're maybe losing their nine to fives and a lot of people are transitioning into remote work. So what you're doing is especially so much more important right now. And a lot of people I'm sure are finding you. I definitely found you because I was looking for experts who can help other people really transition into this a lot more smoothly because so many fears that goes along with it. So this has been, I'm sure, a really crazy time for you as well. Yes. So as soon as COVID hit, I knew that this was a time for me to step up. I started going live more often, which I don't even think I, I don't think I'd ever done a YouTube live despite having a a YouTube channel for several years. I'd never done it before COVID because I realized this is a time to step forward. And what was really interesting is that me, I, I work in the HR function on the daily. So I'm not coming up with theoretical things about what I think is happening in the job market. I'm in it, seeing it every day. And it's been really helpful to just notice these trends and be able to translate that to job seekers because it truly is, It's it, a lot of the rules have changed. And we're definitely going to talk into detail with all of the tips that you have, Madeline, on really creating standout resume and also interview skills that people need to learn for our extended interview. So I'm really excited to dive deeper into that with you. So when you started really going into your own brand and making this change for yourself, what did you do to prepare? Because that takes a lot of time and energy and you also still had your nine to five. Yes. So the first thing I did was, you know, I I sat in my bedroom and I just had a blank document and I thought, okay, if I'm going to go on this journey, if I'm going to build this content, let me just see what topics I come up with. And I think I locked myself in the room for hours and came back with like 20 pages of content. And that was the first indicator to me that I find this fun. And I think that that's the first step is if you are going to build your own business, if you're going to also have it as a side hustle, you better love it because you are exhausted by the end of a day. And if, if this isn't something that energizes you, it is going to drain you. So that was my first indicator of like, wow, this is really a great time. And then I just you know, I enrolled in digital courses. I'm, I'm a digital course junkie. I think that they have just given me leaps and bounds forward in order to really understand what is the next step that I should take to learn from experts who've actually been there and then just really absorbing as much as I can. And it's just crazy how years later, I'm still picking up new courses on the same topics, just because the, the amount of information that that I need to take in to be, to get that advantage. It's just like, it's, it's constantly humbling. So what would you say is the best sources that you have picked up throughout all of these years of really diving into these different tools that has really helped you succeed and making your brand grow? I would say one of the things I do is truly podcasts are amazing. You just type in a keyword and you can find anything. That's how I found Amy Porterfield, who is amazing at online marketing. And she has a great podcast and really getting into the swing of her and, you know, not only just taking courses and, and, and listening to your podcast, but what's really interesting is that when you're building your own brand is a lot of it is the stuff that goes unsaid, like just the way, like even the way you're conducting this interview, like that is, you don't even have to do a podcast on how to conduct an interview, but I can like 
read into, okay, why was that interview so successful? And like, what is Debbie doing? And so really just like having these mentors, Sunny Leonard Doozy was great for YouTube. I, I took her course and she has um, a lot of great wisdom there about really helping me to wake up to what SEO, what keyword research is. It's just not something that I'm naturally good at. And so really just having these people who, who have, have honed their craft and and yeah, be being honest with myself. They're like, wow, I still have so much more to learn. And also when you listen to Madeline and you watch her video, she has such incredible information. And your videos are not super long either. They're short and sweet, but they're super informative. And I was telling Madeline before we got into this interview, I found you through TikTok, you know, just a few seconds. And she packs it on in such a short amount of time. How do you make sure that your content is really something that's super valuable, even though you don't have a lot of time to really put it out there? So when I was thinking about building content in the very beginning, the reason that really gave me the push was I looked at the people who are building content out there um, in my niche in career development. I noticed that a lot of it was very theoretical and it would take them a while to say things and they would give you the ideas that you should do, but not the, I, I kind of kept getting off the videos being like, okay, but like if someone got off this video, would they know exactly the first step to take? And I, the answer kept coming up as no. And, and that's, and there was, there's plenty of people who were, who were doing it, but like, I just knew that like my learning style is skip the fluff, give me the information. And so I wanted to create content for people like me. And I think that's really what I realized is kind of one of my talents. And so by doing all of that content on YouTube, I had spoken so much about these topics that by the time I got to TikTok, which has a limit of 60 seconds to convey an idea, I had been talking about this stuff for years. So I was able to crystallize the things that I had said in a short amount of time on YouTube to even a shorter amount of time on TikTok. <laughs> and it really works for you. You have thousands and thousands of people watching you, learning from you, and you're making an impact on so many people's lives, which is incredible, especially during times like this where everyone's kind of in a panic in some way. So probably listening to you has been like a lifesaver for a lot of people. <laughs> it's been actually overwhelming. I, I actually have to stop keeping track because it got too much. I, I started keeping track of how many success stories of people landing jobs during COVID that I got. I was up to like 300 something or, or 400. And I just like, I was like, okay, I, you know, there's just so many coming in at this point that I can't keep track of each one. And it's been really amazing to see that these people who thought they wouldn't be able to get employed during this time actually have had life-changing results. When you get that type of response, right, how do you make sure that you are keeping on giving your audience fresh ideas? Because a lot of times people will be like, well, I don't know if this is going to be relevant still. I've been doing this for how many years? And what if I'm not giving them enough information anymore? How do you make sure that you keep up with what you're doing and making that success even bigger or growing? Yeah, that voice for sure is talking in my head, right? It's like, yeah, is this gonna be good enough? Like, uh, like like everyone has a video on the the, the question, tell me about yourself. Like you're this is nothing, you know, like you you hear those voices for sure. I would say that what I realized is by working in the human resources profession every day, especially this this was really noticeable during COVID, is I'll come out with things and be like, hey, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I think. 
And the amount of what's the big indicator to me is, is the amount of career coaches who say, oh, okay, I'm going to use this material now. Or like, oh, okay, thank you for explaining that to me. Where I'm like, whoa, this is your job, your full-time job to be a career coach. And I'm actually giving you information that is is breaking news to you. And so that is really confirming to me, be like, wow, okay. So I'm not only impacting the people who are listening, who maybe have never really thought about this, but like the people who who is their profession, they are really grateful as well. So, you know, I did a video the other day on TikTok about how to get a job without applying, without networking, without doing anything. And it's about how to create like how just, you know, I, my most recent job, I got it completely from just someone finding me on LinkedIn and asking me to interview. And to me, that's a very natural, normal thing is that most of my interviews I've gotten the past few years have just me not reaching out to anyone and companies coming to me. But like ideas like that, I can't take those for granted because that video on TikTok did really well where people like, holy cow, I could actually never apply to a job again if I have a really great LinkedIn profile. And so things like that, I just need to step back and and realize where meet people where they're at and um, not take my expertise for granted since I'm in it every day. Well, with you, Madeline, it's just that you are doing attraction marketing, right? You don't really need to do too many things because your content is just so good that people just find you and then they binge watch everything that you do, which is incredible. And that's what we all want, right? For people to keep coming back because everything that you're saying makes sense. It's realistic. It's really what we need to learn. How are you able to make sure that you are really standing out from the crowd? Because like you said, there's so many people out there that are doing things that are similar to you. I would say that my little motto is you have to be odd to be number one. And I really kind of thrive on being a bit odd, right? I really kind of try to add my own flavor, my own sense of humor into it. And I think it turns some people off. And I think that that's a really important thing about content creation is that you should not be afraid to repel people. Because if you're repelling some people, that means you're really attracting others. And it's really helps you to, instead of being really generic. And so that has been fun for me. Like if you look at my LinkedIn profile, it is bright orange everywhere. I had never seen anyone put emojis next to their name on LinkedIn before I did it. And, um, a lot, I got a lot of like people raising eyebrows being like, that's so unprofessional. And yet now it's become like, anytime you're scrolling through LinkedIn, you see the, the oranges everywhere. It's become like a, a, an endearment for my, (laughs) my audience. And so just really kind of being bold, experimenting, doing stuff that people will, will say, Oh, that's so silly, but just seeing the results. And now I, I've seen so many people put emojis in their headlines or in their names. And so I, that was really confirming to me of like, huh, see, like I, I wasn't this crazy, crazy person. It's really inspiring when you see someone like you who don't listen to what everyone else is doing and you're experimenting and you're not afraid to fail because I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of is making a mistake and oh my goodness, what if this happens and that happens and you're just like, hey, whatever, if it doesn't go well, at least I know I've tried. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's plenty of things Yeah, that I, I, I throw the wayside. But yeah, it's been it's been a fun experiment. Now, we all have that what now moment when we start our new brand, our new company, leaving our nine to five. I definitely had that when I left mine. What was yours like, Madeline? So I still work a nine to five. (laughs) So what about when you created your own brand and you were like, oh, my goodness, what if I start this and it doesn't go well? Did you have that moment of questioning whether you were doing the right thing? Um. 
not really, I didn't really have anything to lose. You know, uh, I think while I can sometimes be bold, I'm actually pretty prudent. And so I think that, you know, I, I stepped down a ledge and I thought if I really fail at this, like I'm no one, you know, but when I started back, started this, no one knew who the heck I was. And so I think that that feeling is extremely liberating of if you like, you know, go out there and you, you try this new thing and then, yeah, maybe you're, you know, 2000 friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, maybe they, they noticed that you did something and you kind of went away, but like, that doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. And so I think just kind of realizing that no one really cares, like (laughs) just go for it. And, uh, and, and the cost of failure really isn't as bad as the upside of winning. And so, and I've found that over time now uh, people notice what I do and I'm on under a bit more of a microscope. So I am a little bit more afraid now of, of making the wrong move, but yeah, I think just, I think just kind of just going for it and just realizing life is short. So for your nine to five that you currently have, is it always remote or do you do this in the office? So it's, I wasn't remote before this. I mean, I, the interesting thing about having a nine to five and and the reason why I have a nine to five is because I absolutely I found the career of my dreams like I, I really do love working in human resources but then my my business is so complementary to that and so what's been interesting is you know I, I read the four hour work week and and all that stuff of how do I multiply my efforts in a way where I'm not sitting in the work constantly but that I'm you know making money while I sleep and then I'm putting things out like I'm pretty strict about things that impact maybe like a group of one, like one person or a group of 10 people. Like I don't typically take on a lot of those things because it's like, if I only have so many hours in a day, I'm going to make a YouTube video that can help thousands and thousands of people versus you paying me like a certain amount of money to meet with a few people. Like I'm always trying to think of how can I 10 X my impact and how can I do things where it's automated or I have help. You are definitely a rare breed, Madeline, because a lot of people do not love their nine to five. And I love sharing stories like yours where you actually really enjoy it and it's your dream job. And I also want to emphasize that just because you have a nine to five doesn't mean it's a bad one. A lot of people actually also love their nine to five and there's a purpose for it. So it's amazing when people do actually do that and it works out for them. It's really trippy because I think even the word nine to five, like there's just this connotation of like, yeah, you're on the conveyor belt. Like (laughs) you're, you know, like you can't, you have a boss, all that stuff. For me, it's like I at work, I do only what I'm best at, which when you're a business owner, you're the chief everything officer. But when you have that balance, sometimes if you, if you do actually love your nine to five, then you are just doing, uh, you know, you have that one thing you do and you have all these resources and you are really focused on your strengths. And then you go home and you have your side business and you get to have so much more creativity and freedom. And so I think with one you lose the other and with the other, you might lose the, you know, one. And so I think that, yeah, for me personally, it's been a really great balance. 
you know what? I say this all the time. Not a lot of people are meant to have their own businesses. Some people Completely. just, right? Some people just like to have freelance work or nine to five or remote nine to five because you can't have that too. <laughs> and it is, it just depends on what you are really into, what you're good at and what you're passionate about. And if you're not wanting to start an online business, that's fine too. I think that having a job that you really enjoy can be just as fulfilling. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that if you can become a business owner and just love it and and kill it, yeah, you have to be very talented. The tricky part is that, and so many of my clients and, and students of my programs, the finding the, the nine to five that they actually love, that is a really tricky part that not that many people can say that they've done. So talking about your brand and what you have created, so you have a program that you've created. How did you actually land your first client? Because that's one of the first things that we're all curious about, right? How do I do this? How do I actually start creating money from this? So I would say that I started creating content before I started asking people for money. And the great thing about that is people get a sampler of what's your style like. And the fact that I do video and you don't have to do video. I have a close friend and a a really great career coach, Austin Belsack. He, he does almost exclusively articles and he still gets amazing, uh, traction with clients. But since I do video, I've noticed that when people want ask to work with me, there isn't a lot of vetting of me because they see me, they, they see me talking, they see me interacting with the camera. And so there is a powerful element to video where people feel like they already know you by the time they want to hire you, which I found to dramatically help to my advantage. I think also one thing that people are really hesitant about is to just like claim it, right? Like say what your, your offerings are, make them extremely clear and don't make them too broad. So putting it on your LinkedIn profile, putting it on your website, I, you know, I do interview prep, I do reviewing your resume and LinkedIn, and then I do job search audit of your networking or something like that, right? You just have the three things and people feel really clear and just really making sure that you have a very clear value that you add. Cause I think sometimes we're multi-passionate. We might convolute things and, <laughs> and say we do multiple things. And then ultimately feels like if you're good at everything, you you're great at nothing. So that those are some of the things that really helped me get those, those first clients. Yeah, you're right. Cause you're pretty much creating all of these different useful content already. And most of the time, probably people are just re- reaching out to you and be like, Madeline, how do I do this? Can you help me? I'll pay you. I swear. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they get comfortable and, and they kind of understand what I'm all about. So has there been any big setbacks that you have encountered as you created your brand? And how do you usually deal with them? I definitely got burned out at a certain point. You know, people tell me, Madeline, how the heck do you create so much content? And it truly is. I I do work a lot. And uh, there was one moment where I was going so strong, right? Like a YouTube video week, um, all this different content on LinkedIn. I have a new piece of content or maybe not purely new, but uh, I post every day on LinkedIn, all this stuff. And I was, I had just gotten married and I was going on my honeymoon and it was on a a cruise to Alaska. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so relaxing. Like I'm going to do, get some good work done. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and my husband was like, wait, no, 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 you, you're going to, you're going to work on this cruise. I was like, yeah, I mean, we're going to be at sea for several days. Like, it's going to be so fun to like get ahead on some things. He was like, 
Madeline, like you, like we're, we just got married. Like we're going to completely unplug. And I was like, I don't know what, what that means, like completely (laughs) unplug. And so I ultimately ended up taking a week off and it was probably, it was probably like one of the best weeks of my life. And it was (laughs) so amazing. And it just made me realize like how much I had been pushing myself and how I didn't really give myself permission to, I mean, take, I think, I think I ultimately took two weeks off because I got hello married, like one of the biggest moments (laughs) of my life. And guess what? Nothing happened. Like nothing was impacted. People completely respected that I was out of pocket. And it was just such a lesson to me of like, wow, like step back and like, think about what's most important and you don't have to be grinding all the time. It's really hard to learn how to turn things off, right? And oh my goodness, it's such a hard thing to do, especially when you are creating something. But you're right, the world keeps turning round and round, even if we're not there. So it's a good and like a nerving thing at the same time. So but if you appreciate that, it'll it'll be a positive thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> so Madeline, let's fast forward to 40 to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I want to I want to feel like I helped people career-defining jobs and just have a really fulfilling career. Like I love to work and I, I want, I want people to feel that too. And I also want people to, you know, there's the Maya Angelou quote is that people will never remember what you said. They'll never remember what you did, but they'll always remember the way you made them feel. And I hope that the way I make people feel is that they laughed, that they were uplifted, that they were motivated. And so if that is when people look back and they see the little oranges, the little tangerines I put on everything and they, they remember Madeline from way back when or, or whatnot, they think, oh, wow, like, yeah, she really she put on a smile on my face. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing that we can ask, right, is touching people's lives and how you're making them feel in the long run. And that is such a good thing to be able to do. So are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you? So I am, I have two digital courses. One of them is Standout Resume, where I like really help people to make sure that they have a killer resume that opens doors. And then I have my course LinkedIn for thought leaders, which is how to grow a massive following on LinkedIn and really get opportunities coming your way, get clients. And both of those have been so fun because before I was doing, I was doing a Uh, digital courses. I was just like putting out the digital course and hoping people liked it. But now I have communities associated with them, private communities. And I am just like, I mean, I love doing this stuff. So being in there talking to everyone and giving them feedback and, and just, again, like I always want to do things on a larger level, like versus just one-on-one, but like really helping people at scale. And I think that that has been a really cool change that I've made in my business that has been really fulfilling. And I'm, I'm, I'm like driving towards doing a lot more of that in the future. Those are so many exciting things. And we're definitely going to add links to that on our website because a lot of our listeners will be really interested in doing this, especially if you're doing a transition to remote work. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? You can visit my website, madelineman.com. I also encourage you to check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash millennial, and absolutely follow me on LinkedIn, linkedin slash in slash Madeline Mann. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Madeline, for sharing with us all of these different tips and tricks. We are really appreciative of it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Madeline. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to perfect your resume and interview skills to land a remote job. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.